Hey, everybody, it's Josh here. And I just wanted to take a quick minute before the show gets started to just tell everyone that's listening. Thank you. Any way in any manner in which you consume this, whether it's downloading, listening on YouTube, liking our Instagram posts, following us on there, going to the website and clicking it. However, that mechanism is that you choose to consume the content that we produce. I just wanted to say thanks. And on behalf of myself, obviously, and everyone here at Game Rage, we all thank you because knowing that you're out there and you're listening. And if we can just entertain one person, then really that makes all the blood, sweat, tears, everything we put into this worth it. And I know I'm sounding like a martyr right now, but I just wanted to show our appreciation, I suppose. And also to, you know, just remind everyone to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at game rage magazine and to follow us on Twitter and X or slash X at Game Rage Mag, and to also visit our website, www.gameragemagazine.com. And again, thank you from everyone here and myself at Game Rage. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for listening. Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. Okay, so let's let's start this episode off. I've been I've been neglecting my 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 promotional duties, I guess, as you should say. Well, I mean, it was only that one particular episode last time, but well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying in general. Let's let's just start it off from now on by saying, well, obviously, welcome to the Game Rage Music Podcast. Okay. As usual, I'm Josh, and I'm here with Adam. Howdy. And I guess I haven't really been putting in. Hey, if you like us, you should go visit our Instagrams and our TikToks and our. Well, Twitter, but it's now X, so... It's still Twitter to me. Yeah, go there, too. Our our TikTok and our Instagram is at Game Rage Magazine, and our X Twitter is at Game Rage Mag, because they won't let you put enough fucking letters in the thing. So, also, if you like that, you can go see all of other stuff. It's also on GameRageMagazine.com. So, now that that shameless plug is out of the way... Let's go back to uh, what we were talking about last time. Is this is episode six? Is it? I thought it was five. Oh no, this is six. Last one was five. I thought I thought I miscounted, but when I went back and and checked it, episode five was the last one we did because I thought I lost it and I was real pissed, but I oh, found it. Oh. So wait, what was episode one? Episode one. I don't remember. I have one, two, three, four, five on there. Is, you is have the five sessions? Yeah, I, five. I don't remember. I thought we did four. No, man, we've done we've done five. This five. is number five, five times. Five this time, is number six. Time. So, uh, anyways, in the at the end of the last episode, we got kind of cut off and we had to abruptly end. But we were talking about the future of the music, potential future of the music business, I guess, 
people and and streaming services and and artists and i went on a fucking tangent about fucking a lot of things and you didn't really get a chance to kind of say what you thought about it so why don't we just start with that and you can can give us your thoughts on on the well i mean it was kind of like your thing to begin with since you brought it up but i just had to quickly say that um you know it could be a good thing for independent artists that uh I, this is something I said last time is that I think uh-huh. it, be, it could be a good thing if the cost of the streaming apps is too high where there's too many of them that people right. won't want to throw their money at all of them. And uh, it, it, it'd just be a good sign for people to fucking move on from other shit, dude. I'm so yeah. tired of hearing about Kurt Cobain and like all these other fucking artists from the past. Like, let's just leave that shit behind and just appreciate artists for who they are. Like the, the ones that we have right now. Right. Yeah. And I have to say, like, this is often a tangent, but fuck my nose is like running but uh you know you see all these festivals and all these concerts where fuck man i'm I'm so tired of seeing green day at the top of bills they're fucking like 50 years old at this point true and they're making heaps of money i'm like god damn you know instead of i don't know how to word this without being crass or blunt (laughs) oh well fuck it just do it Okay, so for the money that you allocate for, like, a band like Green Day, right? Yeah. Why not just fucking go for the cheaper... Like, I know I'm saying it in a weird way. Yeah. But why not take that money and just throw it at developing artists and uh, give them a chance? Like, you would have more bands right? versus the... I mean, sure, I get the... Like, having Green Day is, like, the selling point, right? Yeah. But fuck, man, I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing their fucking names everywhere, dude. It yeah. is the same thing with streaming platforms. Right. I'm, I'm tired of seeing the same names all over the place. It's been Kanye for fucking 20 years now. It's been Green Day for 20 years. It's been fucking Nirvana for 20 years. It's like, we need to move on, dude. We need to move on. And this, this I think something like having independent artists get together for uh, record labels, having their own separate streaming platforms. I don't know how that would work for independent artists, like how they would work together. Yeah. But... The, I just hope that it would create a good situation for them. And uh, the, the other reason I think Spotify is exists is that if you did have a streaming platform for each record label, who's to say those guys aren't going to inflate their own numbers to say, hey, our artists went RIA a certified fucking platinum or gold. Right. When it's not in fact true, like they don't even have an artist that is actually reaching you know 300 million streams or whatever like what if they just say hey oh yeah we just make it up let's just make those numbers up uh versus spotify like they're technically like a third party right and they're like hosting all this music right so it it keeps it out of record labels hands but they do technically influence them because there has been cases where spotify has uh or there has been situations where bots have been used to increase certain artists numbers Uh and shit. So there's problems there as well, but at least it's out of the hands of record labels too. At at least they can't just straight lie and just make it up and say, Oh fuck. Yeah, here we go. Look at this guy. He got 300 million downloads. Oh, he has five quintillion streams. (laughs) (laughs) Some ridiculous made up. Oh my God. He broke the record just, just for the bragging rights, but we know it's not true. Like, right. Or it might not be true, but, uh, um, yeah, I think, that's another reason why maybe that 
scenario where there might be uh, apps for different record labels might not be a thing just because there needs to be a third party that somewhat gives the illusion that the the way artists yeah. come up like in numbers right. like, it has to seem legitimate. Well, yeah, it seems like a legit way that it went down. And so so you're kind of saying too that the record companies should or you're you're thinking that they should just the the millions of dollars they're going to throw at Green Day instead of throwing it at them just say hey listen you had your money you had your oh yeah well just take that money and say hey why don't we find some new artists develop them give them a little bit of money and say okay cool see where they go as opposed to them just saying hey green day do you want 20 million dollars to make the same shit you've been making for the last 40 fucking years yeah and again not to hate on green day but it's not not so much the the recording aspect i meant more like the touring the touring and and the shit that they just make heaps of fucking money right they've been doing it for like 30 or 40 plus years and dude it's time to fucking hang it up you've gotten your share of shit like give somebody else a go dude like fuck do you think that artists like that at this point in their career okay because let's we, we talked about this a little bit privately but like with Green Day or Rage Against the Machine or whoever, right? Like eventually you do get so big that you 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 start off being fuck the man and then you eventually become the man, right? Yeah. So Green Day at their point in their career, I would say they have become the man. They are the so man, yeah. Do you think that they do it now just because fuck it, why not? Or is it because they love, they, is it them still loving to create and to make music or are they just like fuck man i got this lifestyle i got these boats and shit i need to pay for these i think it could be a combination of all three or maybe two or maybe yeah. one of, it may it might just be one thing but i think all of them are equally as valid um yeah um because i i wonder about that too for green day it's like they've reached their creative peak if you listen to their at last album and if you look at the fucking cover of the album yeah or uh yeah you look at the album art it's you just know it's over like yeah. you, you know it's over um and then the the promotion for the uh for the album like their latest album or whatever they had street science that said oh um this isn't your typical uh sellout rock out or, or like this isn't <laughs> trap music or some yeah, shit yeah. like that this is old school rock music yeah all right um and I was just like, wow, that's the most cringe fucking thing I've yeah. ever seen before. And if you see the album art for that album, you're just you're like, oh, that's super cringe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think for them, I think it's they have a lifestyle that they want to maintain. Right. Uh, maybe they still do have a passion for making the music. I maybe I don't I don't know about that one. Yeah. I, I almost I just feel like it's it's not. Yeah, sure. Maybe there's some part of it there because they're still making it. But it, it just it doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem like it used to be, obviously, and they're still sort of continuing on the same fuck the man type path with the type of songs and shit that they're making. But and again, you, it's like what you just, fuck yourself. Like you, you, you just know. go in the circle, dude. Right? You just like lyrically, you go in the circle. Yeah. Oh man, fuck the government and all this shit. Uh, cool. Well, what else can you do? <laughs> um, and that's kind of like the pitfall of being like the punk genres that you set yourself up for failure because that image that you're right. the working class man's band for a long time. And then when you actually do succeed, you become the sellout, right? Right. Well, it's, it's an unsustainable image if you if you want to maintain it, basically, because you can't because you're going to. Yeah, like you said, you're going to become the man eventually. So, I, you know, shit. That kind of sucks because it, it, it's awesome when you're at the beginning and then as you 
because you want to succeed, right? That's the whole point. Is yeah, you want to you, you want to make money. You want to make music. money so that you can just do this as your job. Mm-hmm. But then you, you do get to that point where okay, once you make money, then that's it. You're no longer fucking the man. You you are, you now have a social security number and you're in the system basically at that point. And you can't unring that bell as they say. And it's just well, now your music's hollow and it's not. It, it has no meaning anymore. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I think. As you progress in your popularity or your social status, yeah, you become further detached from reality, right? Maybe right. there's some people that can still retain that in some way. Um, maybe that's like a lifestyle choice where they choose to live in like a four bedroom house or you know, not like a fucking mansion or anything, but just they live next to real people, like right, yeah, uh, or you know they don't really have expensive taste or anything like that. They just stay grounded in reality. Like I think you try to do that throughout your career, right. so that you could still write lyrics that are human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that yeah. are that makes sense to the everyday man. Yeah, you know? and and you could stay. Yeah, listen. If you just you can you can live in the in the suburbs, you know, and still be kind of a punk guy, I guess, right? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, if you have a fucking if you have a security guard at your front fucking gate uh, checking people in, I don't think you you fit that image anymore. Right. You know, the other thing that bothered me, too, about Green Day was that I think Billy Joe Armstrong made a point about um, Roe v. Wade being repealed. And he's uh-huh. like, oh, I don't want to live in the U.S. anymore. I want to live in the U.K. Like, I, I get it, man. Like, I, I know the I mean, wherever you fall on the problem, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to inject my own personal political beliefs or anything, but that's kind of why you're here in this country, right? So we can figure things out. Like it's, it's kind of like a, it's like in 2016 when everybody was like, oh, fucking Trump's Trump's elected. I'm going to go to Canada or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it feels like a cop out to do that. Like you want to grind here, man. You're from here. We're. We're all in this right. together and shit, man. Well, and then it's 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 that thing too. Of, well, if, if you're just gonna fuck off and leave because you didn't get your way, well, that's not how this shit works. It's like you you didn't get your way, so cool. You wait for you wait another four years and then you get a chance to fucking you know maybe have your way again. Yeah, uh, you know instead of just fucking off and going somewhere else. Yeah, but yeah, man, fuck that. that's some bullshit, man. That's a quit, that's a quitter fucking attitude right there. <laughs> if I ever heard one. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, anyways, that's off on a tangent. But now, yeah, yeah. now that I can segue this into other stuff, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I guess we'll start off with the AI stuff. Okay. All right. So I showed. I. I, I guess the topic would be knowing when the artist has like when when you lay something to rest, right? Yeah. Now that AI has come to for music, right? Right. Now, dead artists are back on the table again to make music. Right. And I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, now, that's something we can talk about, is if it's a yeah. good or bad thing. Uh, so, I showed you a song just before we uh, did the program. It's yeah, yeah. Tupac and DMX. It's a song that uh, is AI-generated. And what were your first impressions upon hearing it? So uh, initially, it yes, it does sound pretty much like Tupac and fucking DMX. There are some things that are like the I don't know. It's that it's okay. So it's not the uncanny valley fully because that is like the definition of it is when you look at something that's robotic or fake and it just looks 
so real, but it gives you this weird, uneasy feeling because you're like, this is not real. Why? I don't. This, your brain doesn't compute it or whatever. So I don't get that from from the, the the vocals. I don't get that weird fucking feeling or whatever. But I do get the ah, this just it's just not quite right. It's pretty fucking spot on. My initially hearing it, I said, "Oh shit, that's 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 nice. That sounds pretty much like Tupac. But, that sounds pretty much like DMX." But things that you pointed out, yeah, if you listen to it intently and carefully, you can you can hear that it's definitely not. It's it's not them. It's it's something else that obviously created. It. It's AI, and it's AI generated. Now the song itself, I mean, it's not bad. It's a pretty good song. Uh, I, I can't fault it for that and i guess kind of getting into you know whether or not this is a good thing i don't really know yet i see both sides of it right we kind of talked about this before but both sides have a very meritorious valid point because yes the artist who is now dead they their estate or whatever's left behind should have some sort of or the rights holders to their music right yeah there you go i guess we could say that the or rights and, holders and their estate, if it's both yeah if yeah. it's both or yes the same, yeah the that they should be compensated somehow if something like this were to blow up and say like make a shit ton of money right i think that they yes they definitely should be compensated because you are using the likeness, quote unquote, or the voice, or whatever. That yes, it's AI generated, but you're banking off of their fame, right? You're not. You didn't. The guy who created it isn't. Maybe is a nobody. Who knows? I, I don't really know. But let's say average Joe Blow makes makes a song with fucking Michael Jackson and yeah, fucking Tupac or whatever, right? Um, that guy doing whatever he's doing with AI and and because you you can't just make the AI do shit. You gotta you gotta program or you gotta prompt it prompt it correctly right and so i i'm not sure the process of how it works with ai music creation because is is does the guy have to make the song like the the musical track himself does he have to make does he have to write the lyrics i think it's something do you you know what hatsune miku is yeah yeah she's like that that's uh, like 3d animated lady like she's like a she's a vocaloid uh i think is what they call it Uh um so i think you you uh may, maybe you create the music or something and then you give her a script of text and then they she reads the script or it, she vocalizes the script to text along and with it, the music like basically yeah, yeah I, I, it might be something like that i could be wrong but that's how i imagine this whole thing how it works is that right. you 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 have like the tupac um vocaloid thing and you you have lyrics and choruses or yeah you have all the bits for a song that you put and into you feed it, it and yeah. then you, it makes the thing like it turns it into it yeah it, it, and, give, it makes the tupacness right and then the as, yeah and then so that's the thing that is okay that guy who does that right who takes the stuff and feeds it feeds the right shit into it to prompt it to create this thing there is an artistry to that. That is that is creating art. Now, granted, maybe it's not as artistic as maybe sitting down, writing out some notes in, of a song, and then writing out some lyrics. You know, it's not as artistic as that, but there is a there is some artistry to to doing that with AI. And so, I do think that yeah, that guy should also be, he has a right to be compensated for that as well. 
I think that it's kind of maybe should go 50-50. You know, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the split should be, but... It, it, it has been the case that... Um, I don't know if this is some, this is like what will set the precedent for the future, mm. but uh, Grimes has been vocal about... Grimes, the artist, the former spouse of... Uh, or the, the former significant other of Elon Musk. But, mm. I mean, she's an yeah. artist. She was an artist first. Right, yeah. But... Uh, she has said that if anybody wanted to use her voice for music or anything like that, that she would be up for 50% goes to her and 50% goes to the other person for the master's right. royalties or whatever, or something like whatever she said uh, about that. So that's cool. Cause then it means that in the future, she's not going to do any kind of work. Well, not, Literally in the, in the sense, right. of, in a physical sense, yeah. But she's going to be able to make money, passive income, for not doing anything. True, and she has. It's like a marketing tool, kind of like everybody gets to use her voice, and more people get to hear more of her music, or right of her um, through by by way of this uh, AI, yeah, generated thing, thing or whatever. Right. And, and what's kind of cool about that is is that that fifty fifty kind of works both ways. So if for example, like somebody makes a song and she actually likes it and she wants to perform it. Well, cool. The money she makes or put it on an album that she does. Well, cool. The money she makes from that. Oh, cool. That guy's going to get 50, you know, it's 50, 50, right? Like, yeah. you know, so that is potentially something where you could be quite lucrative for at, both ends, right? Dude. For both, for every, all parties involved. And I think that's probably, she is on the forefront or the cutting edge or the tip of the spear, whatever you, however, whatever analogy you want to use for it. But she is ahead of the curve in terms of embracing this technology because that's the problem with fucking technology. It, once it's out there, it's fuck, it's there. You can't, you can't get rid of it. You can't stop it. So either your choice is, man, should I just, to tell it to fuck off and never see it. Never, I, I never want to be involved with any of this shit. And I'm going to sue anybody who fucking does shit for me, which that's going to be a process because there's no legal precedent for any of this shit. So guess what? That's all going to have to get figured out in in probably long and costly legal battles. But you could do that route, or you could do like what Grimes is doing, and you could say, "Well, fuck it. I'm just going to embrace it and say, yeah, anybody who wants to get in on this, yeah, use my shit, use my voice. Hey." All I ask is that we do 50-50. It also looks good um, on paper. It's like, like a good PR for, move, like, good, too. It's a good PR move because yeah. you're like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? It's open source. Like, let's. Well, technically, it's not open source because people are going to make money off of it. <laughs> right, but, yeah. Meaning that she is at least willing to lend her own voice to be used for any form of art. Uh, well, specifically music here. But, right. Uh, it, it just, it's cool, like, that she wants to do that because... It, it does benefit everybody, uh, and you know if you're on the other side of it and you're like an asshole about it and saying, "Oh man, somebody made a fucking bot or whatever that is my voice, and I'm gonna sue this person for yeah. making a song that isn't mine or whatever." Like, right. what if it's a really good song and then you're just being an asshole because? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, and and there's and there's kind of some examples like of this. It's not the same thing, but it's kind of adjacent i guess with people that do podcasts and stuff right mm. they will the, a lot of them if if you want to kind of boost your following you, you tell people hey if you want to take their shit clips or whatever from the podcast 
animate it, fucking do whatever, put shit on it, put it on a shirt, whatever you want to fucking do, right? Do whatever you guys want. You make money on it. You monetize it yourself. You fucking do it. All they they ask is you just fucking shout them out on the thing and put a link to their their shit. So it's it's really like your it's free marketing. It's free marketing, and you know people are gonna do this shit anyways because there's there's people that I've seen that make YouTube videos where they animate podcast stuff just for fun. They just like doing it for fun, and you know that if that guy's doing it just for fun and he's this is his expression of creating art. Man, why not embrace it and fucking collaborate essentially and help them out? You know. Yeah, you might have. Oh no, go ahead. Okay. I, yeah. I, that was okay. Good. So there's a specific example of this. Um, uh-huh. So I don't know if you're familiar with Game Grumps. It was uh, John Tron, this YouTuber, and another guy named Ego Raptor. Ego Raptor okay. himself was like uh, an animator that was on Newgrounds. And okay, he, and he got like pretty popular, and so did John Tron. Like they each, respectively. yeah, I, I remember John Tron. I remember the other guy so much, but <laughs> yeah. So they ended up making like a, uh, what do you call it? A YouTube series where they just sit down and play video games and stuff. Uh-huh. And eventually, they were that guy Eagle Raptor was animating specific portions of what they were doing, but then other people that were artistic, like other animators, yeah, f- for fun, would would find their favorite clips and then animate it in their own style. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And I, I I found like a few that I really enjoy that I go back to every now and then. But the real funny thing was somebody made a comment the, for the, for one of the ones that I watched, that guy ended up, uh, working for, he, I think he works for the team that does Rick and Morty now. Oh, no shit. Just, just for, just for the, the stuff that he was doing on YouTube and like, because you, you never know where, like, doing stuff for fun leads. Like, right, yeah. It, it's cool that that happened, that they that not only were the people like John Tron or Eagle Raptor open to having a community of people to take their segments of their their videos or whatever to turn into animations, like, it, it also benefited the other people, too. Yeah, they, they, they were able to express their artistic creation and then also utilize it to probably say when they apply, if he applied for jobs or was approached by somebody from there, who knows what the, how it happened, but that's a pretty cool opportunity that you wouldn't have had otherwise if, if you didn't have that kind of cooperation from the person who originally, you know, created the content. So kind of, I think that same, mentality should be applied to music and it's like hey yeah if you want to sample or do whatever you know there's there's things that you should there should be in place that say hey yes the original artist needs to get their due or get you know a cut of whatever is made but not everybody needs to be fucking suing each other and being assholes about shit it's 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 just like hey go out and fucking make some shit turn it into something and then see what happens let's see let's it's free advertising like you said for for the artists and everybody involved yeah um what what do you think about the counterpoint of all this um because there is part of me that thinks some things should stay dead in the ground yeah like Bringing back a uh, having two oh shit allegedly Tupac's dead. I, I'm joking, but you know, <laughs> we're still now we're seeing these songs being released. I'm like, hey, hey man, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, they were saying that for a long time too. This is a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, I'm kidding around, but yeah. Uh, the main thing being for me, like the counterpoint of all this shit is, uh, I don't think we should dabble with fucking bringing back dead artists and and. 
I mean, sure, it benefits like their. It could benefit their family members or their estate holders or their rights holders of their music, but there was a time and place for that thing. And if they bring it back, it's the same thing with Green Day, dude. We're gonna perpetuate artists. Like, yeah, we're basically same shit. It's over the same. And over again. It's gonna be like there won't be room. I don't know if there will be room for newer artists when let's say green day continues to have new music that is AI generated, right? Yeah. It, that is already problematic because they have a 40 year head start. Right. Yeah. Or in, in way beyond that in the future, right? When a band's just starting out, it's like, well, fuck, I got to compete against that. Maybe it's, maybe it's that for multiple genres where like rappers like Kanye have their own AI generated voice and it's being used for all these songs. And, uh, it, it'll be hard for a rapper to come up when there's so many established figures that still continue to make music, quote unquote. Um, even if it's AI generated well, shit. I mean, think about this. What happens when the record company, the record labels who let's say maybe own a lot of the rights to some of these artists and their songs, what happens when they get a hold of this technology? That's, that's the, that's I think, the danger, yeah, right? That's and then the real concern you couple that now again, maybe I shouldn't be bringing this into the fucking, Don't, uh, yeah, they, talk, they, talk speaking, shit, speaking this evil into existence, <laughs> but you couple that AI technology with, with, old artists or dead artists or whatever you want to call it and then you couple that with the specific streaming service that they want to fucking perpetuate and goddamn you have a real fucking a real problem on your hands you know what's funny i don't remember what the publisher's name is but basically these guys figure out way it's their whole this publisher's uh whole modus operandi uh-huh. is that they take legacy artists alive and dead and turn their cattle so they'll purchase catalogs of older artists like let's say like aerosmith they own aerosmith music right they're like okay. they're the right holders yeah, yeah. they're like all right we got to figure out how we can try to get royalties off of this thing yeah so back back like 10 years ago aerosmith was part of like the boston massachusetts or it was just part of like the uh, the lottery for like Boston. Uh-huh. It was like that whole Dream On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dream Wait, On. So, yeah, like yeah. that song was played like to no end because of that commercial, right? But also they they managed to make a Aerosmith themed day. Like they got an official Aerosmith day or something. And it's obviously to push the artist even yeah, more and right. to get royalty more royalties off of the artist. Um, so. I don't think that's a stretch for record labels to to start thinking about when they sign you artists that they're like, hey, we want to own your likeness. Um, we want not only do we want your image, we want yeah. your we want your voice too forever. Yeah, forever. We, like we will get you. Let's say we'll split it fifty fifty. Well, who knows what the number is? Like, right. What what they get and. And, you know, they're just going to justify and say, oh, like, well, we're putting on the money for you to be a big artist around the world and all that shit. So maybe we should get a little bit more. But regardless, that is a make that is a literal case of making a deal with the fucking devil, dude. Like you're selling a piece of yourself like and your likeness, your soul or whatever you want to call it, like your digital self, uh, the ghost in the shell or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. Like that is being used in perpetuity for all time to make music and you sold it. I, I don't know how yeah, else to put it. Like, I, yeah, yeah that's, that, and, and that's the, that's the problem too, is when you look at the, not, not for new artists, obviously, but for the, I guess the legacy artists as, as you call them, or the ones that are already, you know, dead, even the, 
them or someone making music and they're gone, right? Now you're just, you're adding to the legacy, whether it be good or bad, right? You could be perpetuating an air of positivity for their legacy, or you could be straight up just tarnishing it because you made some hot garbage fucking song that features their AI generated voice. And that is, that is a fucking concern because again, when you unleash this technology and everyone has access to it, you're, you're going to get some shit that's fucking great. And then you're going to get some shit that is fucking terrible. Right. And, that stuff that is terrible is out there. It exists, and God forbid some of it gets a little bit of play, and it's just, ah, oh, shit, this is a bad song. And it just tarnishes the legacy of, let's say it was a Tupac-generated song. It just tarnishes the legacy of Tupac and all everything he did and contributed to the music industry, you know? Yeah, and it just, that's where the, the big part for me is, like, just let things... Let it lie. Die. Let know, it yeah. fucking die, dude. There was a time and place for Tupac in the nineties. That's where it ended. Like the I don't need to know what Tupac sounds like in fucking twenty seventy five or twenty forty nine. Yeah. Um I, I just I don't know. That's the other part that concerns me, but I think it's gonna happen regardless. I yeah. don't know have we given an even handed argument for both sides? I don't know. I kind of feel like it has been because you know there's I don't want this to be conclusive like I don't, I don't think I, it is for either of us to yeah, say that it's right I, or wrong I like, don't think I know I don't think I have a conclusive opinion as to whether or not this is good or bad mm. I, I I like I said I see there's good there's there's good on there's a lot of good that could be done but there is also a lot of bad on this uh on this other end of the spectrum and I I don't think that I've even come close to a decision on whether or not it's good or bad I will say though you know you say like, oh, you know, I don't want to hear whatever Tupac, what he thinks about 2075 or whatever, but you wouldn't want to hear what it's like, what Tupac thinks about gangbanging on the moon. Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> shit. Gangbanging on the moon? I don't know. I mean, you know, that might be interesting to hear. Yeah. Uh, or maybe that'll be one of the terrible ones that tarnishes his legacy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy, dude, to think about the reputation of an artist, like, well after the fact that they've passed away, and then for somebody else to, uh, I don't know if it's manipulate or yeah. just change that perception right by them contributing in an awful song and if it's done done in um in great amount like that that sucks <laughs> like yeah because yeah. that's it, all that's all you're gonna remember yeah. too or somebody who's let's say somebody who's never heard fucking uh tupac i guess we're sticking on tupac but let's say it's, uh, no somebody who's never heard tupac and this is the first shit you hear is some hot garbage techno song with tupac in it and you're just you just want to throw up listening to it and and you're just oh, i don't want to ever hear that again and you hear Oh, who was that? Oh, that was Tupac. Fuck that. Fuck Tupac. I don't want to ever listen to Tupac again. And then that's it. You've closed the door on that guy forever from being able to potentially hear. Yeah. Some of the greatest rap music of the 90s came from Tupac. And that kid or that guy will never fucking want to listen to it because some shitty thing fucked them over, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of happened in the past before where somebody has written an original song mm-hmm. and they performed it, right? Yeah. But they weren't the person that was the one that benefited from it the True. most. True, yeah. Like, uh, there's this old song called Louie Louie and it's it's like Louie Louie. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh. Well, that guy that wrote, the, the guy that wrote the song, I think his name is Richard Berry, right? Mm-hmm. He wrote the song and performed the song. Uh, I don't know if it was for part of a group or if it was just him as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. But uh, the band that actually got popular for or two bands that got pop popular for it 
were the Kingsman, which is the version that everybody knows. And there's also the like reggae version, which is the Toots and the Maytals version. Oh, okay. Those two fuckers capitalized on it capitalized on it i mean sure it's a great song but the guy that made it wasn't the one that benefited the most i mean they just sampled it basically right well they didn't sample it they mean they just performed oh the the actual song oh i got you i guess the arrangements are different because it needs to fit in the context of like Like what their music is but it's still the same so it's like a cover kind of i guess it's a cover right it's a cover but uh or or even like the case uh well i don't know if i want to mention his name because i know he's kind of a uh a figure that's being shitted on for uh, tor- I don't know, like torturing women or some shit. But Marilyn Manson uh-huh. with uh, personal Jesus, Depeche Mode made not That's to say true. not to say Depeche Mode didn't um benefit off their their own song, but I I have to say, man, like Marilyn Manson fucking killed that song. Like it made it his own, and it was really good. Well, like, yeah, it was. And so, well, I mean, same thing with the sweet sweet dreams. Are made. he did the a cover of that, and that was fucking amazing. And yeah. even the person who originally wrote that song, I don't think that that song was famous from them. It was like whoever did the next cover, like in the eighties or whatever. Oh. I think that was who. Same thing. Like that song became popular because someone did a cover of it. You know what I'm saying? So if if what you were bringing up kind of ties into what I'm talking about uh-huh. the aspect of like, well, we have all these interesting songs, whether they're yeah. good or bad. Right. Right. And what if the other, what if people really never get back to the source material, like the, the actual original songs? Like what if they, what if they just settle on the AI generated songs? Cause that kind of becomes a problem too. Right. Yeah. I kind of think it does. And then, Honestly, so then if you have this out there and it starts becoming more mainstream or it starts becoming more popular, this AI-generated type music, when does it eventually, because I think it does eventually take over from people making actual fucking music because then it's so much, at some point, it will become much easier to just make an AI-generated song than it will be to make an actual fucking song. That's true. And then, then what happens? Then are we just stuck with... It's all just AI generated and not to say that all the AI generated shit is bad, but that's part of that's part of the soul of music, I think, is is yeah. you can you feel the fucking emotion in somebody when they when they were writing the song and when they were fucking and then performing it, obviously. AI can't do that. There is no substitute for that human emotion that is is in there. Yeah. And I don't think I don't want to see that go away because I think that's a I mean, at least for me, that's part of the reason why I like music is is because it's certain things speak to me on an emotional fucking level that I don't know if AI will ever be able to recreate that. Yeah. What do you think about originality going down as well? Because if we're holding up these people, if we're using the voices from the pantheon of gods as far as like music goes right yeah nobody's moving on from uh these artists like that also means that original i I would believe that would have a correlation with originality going down as well yeah a a little bit i can see that too now the i i can i can definitely see that that being a thing and the counter argument to that would be if you look at okay like the music that our parents listen to as opposed to the music we listen to right 
obviously, if you have AI generated, let's say Beyonce or something, right? And somebody's parents, they love Beyonce and they just fucking, they're listening to all the new AI generated songs. Even though Beyonce, who knows, this could be 60 years from now. Beyonce has been dead for, for a while and they're just listening to these songs. Their children, by virtue of, you know, everybody's like, oh man, that's not cool. They're going to hear it growing up, obviously, but, you know, and there are some things that I'm sure you've kept from your parents tasting music and i've kept some from from my parents but not all of it so that could potentially the counter argument of that would be well that will be generationally that will force people to create new shit to get people to listen because they just won't want to but at the same time if it's so much easier just to do that will that even be an option that's Mm -hmm. that's the thing is i I don't know if it would be if if it's uh what is that what is that fucking thing? It's not Schrodinger's cat, but it's the thing where it's like the most, whatever the, e- the Occam's razor. Uh, okay. Yeah, Occam's It's razor. whatever's the easiest explanation or the easiest path is to get the there. Thing. That is the thing, right? Yeah. So that to me is, is, is an exact definition of, oh man, if it's easier to just make AI shit, it, that's it all works. it's going to be. It works, right? Just, just do it. Why fuck with it? All right. You know? I have a counter argument for that though. All right. All right. Go ahead. So I think in the future there will be, I don't know if it'll be polarized subsets of fans of music right where there's uh. people that embrace ai generated music and there's right. other people that won't right right but i think it'd be interesting to what if music goes backwards and does everything like uh the way music was recorded back then was that you would do one through like one through uh playthrough right of a song right um and however many takes it took it, it you you did it right and you got it right and it it's not like now where you have these programs like ableton or whatever and you can just find something like you like whether that's guitar or piano or whatever or trumpet you're like oh i'll just throw that in there i'll sprinkle this in there and, and maybe you not you might not actually know how to play that fucking right. instrument but you can make a song or whatever um what if it goes back to that where much like let's say Jack White, Jack White doesn't do touch-ups on his mute. Like, or at least I speculate he does it. Where, um, like I was saying before, if he records a guitar, like he'll polish it in the program. Whereas, um, you know, artists back then, it's like, well, we no, we got to figure out how we're gonna do the effects. Like right now for the guitar, right. we got to figure out the exact sound that we want for the the, the drums and the bass. Um, oh, when, when are when are the uh, backing vocals gonna come in? Oh, we got to get that right exactly right when we do the playthrough. And that's I think that's why I think that's why it costs so much to make an album like back then is because yeah. the studio time like you either you either got your shit done or you got fucked you didn't you, make anything you didn't make anything because you only had x amount of time right to fucking make an album right but what if it goes back to that because what you're talking about ai doing things to the t like to perfection yeah what if rawness and error is like the thing that draws people back to to music in that way it's like oh it's human it's real like um there's a little bit you can hear like a record scratch or like the like the vinyl um it maybe the microphones within like the studio session when they record that song there's right. like things there's imperfections that exist yeah. and then people are like this is what i miss about music it's real like it's right. this it's not perfect but it's ours like it's human that's yeah i i think that there is very much going to be this like a traditionalist 
Yeah, it'll it'll be oh man, everybody's making this AI shit, and then okay, so that's like now, right? People are embracing the AI thing, right? Yeah. So once once the AI generated music eventually likely will once that becomes the norm and it's the norm for a while, then there's gonna be somebody that's gonna say, okay, again, just like always, I got you got to do something to be different to stand out. So if you have the ability because that's the whole thing. It's that uh, it's that like idiocracy fucking thing, right? Where okay. Uh, they had no crops because they were ended up fucking. Uh, eventually, through the evolution of thought, they started watering it with Gatorade because they felt like that would fucking hydrate it better. Or whatever, yeah, right. Yeah. So, it, it would be the same kind of thing where people will, through the evolution of thought, just get used to and eventually, in-person instruments may kind of be relics of the past, right? Or like a like an actual guitar or an actual drum set. Mm. So, people who hang on to those or can have those, those could be potentially very valuable items for someone who, holy shit, I have this idea where, you know what they haven't had in 30 fucking years? Somebody play an actual guitar. Oh, man, let's go find a fucking guitar. Mm. Let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can, well, shit, okay, you have this guitar. Well, how do you fucking record the sound off of it? Well, now we got to find a machine that can record the sound off of it. You know, it's it's going to go, I think it's going to be like that kind of a thing where it goes back to somebody saying i need to set myself apart so let's go and record it the way it used to be done or even go back to like the basics of music like the way right. things were done back you, you know, know in the be- whatever yeah, yeah in the beginning of time it could, you could even see a resurgence in classical music becoming popular where there is, there are no vocals it's just instrumentals and stuff like that because again everything's just so AI generated that even, and and I think really where it's going to fuck people with the AI generated music is going to be in in the film industry with like musical scores because yeah, there to me, this, the score can fucking change the the focus of the movie or it could, it could make or break a movie, right? Or a scene at least. But if you've got AI generated fucking music and you just say you, you input the parameters and it creates something that's, you know, it's background music. Ah, it's good enough. It's good enough. Yeah. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes this like uh, desensitization to it's just good enough. Right. But it's not John Williams for star Wars. Right. It's yeah. not fucking John Williams for Indiana Jones. It's right. not Hans Zimmer for Batman. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's none of that. And it's just this, yeah, homogenized basically parsed down generated thing that's just well it's good enough for us let's keep it in there and eventually i think people will get desensitized and numbed to it and it'll just sound oh man did you hear the soundtrack and that it was so great when if you look at it objectively from the past it's probably fucking terrible it's probably dog shit yeah but because people got so used to it well now it's just this is how it is and so then somebody inserting a track or recording a track live or like how it used to be and then doing that oh shit people will go wait a minute what the fuck is this this is different oh shit this hit well like as you say this hits different you know yeah and then that'll be the resurgence that could potentially oh bring it back yeah uh oh shit i just lost the thing i was gonna mention no oh my oh, god oh it's lost into the ether forever fuck Oh, well, were we ta- okay, so we, we were talking about the AI. I was talking about in the music in, or the movie industry with them. Just oh, I got it. I got it back. I got it back. So I don't know if this is an apples and oranges situation or if this is like one to one. But yeah. okay, you remember how everybody? This is not directly tied to music, but just think of the scenario and how it'll it will maybe apply to yeah. music. Or you you try to extrapolate right. what, I'm, what I'm trying to say here. Okay, so. Do you remember at the start of 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. How like well crafted everything was, and like up until the point of Infinity Gauntlet, like the final two chapters, or yeah. like the the end of the Phase One saga, like the visual effects from start to beginning of Phase One were like exceptional, right? right. Phase Two has been criticized for like, okay, well now the quality of the three images or 3d yeah um the cgi or whatever yeah yeah has gone significantly down because of the fact that they want to put out movies and tv shows consistently right yeah and the vfx teams can't keep up with that demand so imagine what you know how that'll affect music in the same way that if somebody can make a song with like tupac or beyonce very quickly that it diminishes like the like the the quality of the music itself. Do you think that's like a yeah? No, is I, is there a one to one comparison in that like that quality will diminish with AI yeah. generated content? Because like I said, the the VFX team started off strong and they're like, oh fuck yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're leading up to Infinity Gun or the right. Infinity War like the the ultimate chapter of the Marvel universe. And then everything after that is like, Disney is like, well, you know, we can't, I don't know if we can do better than this, but we still need to make money. So we need to turn out movies and, and other shit. Right. Yeah. Consistently. So we can still get our revenue from Disney plus and they're selling movies and, or getting people in theater seats. But yeah, like tying that into music, I think it, it will lead to diminishing quality in, in music I, I i think that kind of coincides what we've already yeah been no about. i think it does and i think that is that that i think i don't think it is apples apples to oranges i think there can be a it, it is a direct one-to-one comparison just because of the simple fact that if you you look at the marvel example i mean it's a great example you have these these teams of people that were literally polishing everything to, to make it look so fucking great and they took the time and spent it to make it look amazing right and then all of a sudden then they became okay cool we got people in the door now we need you guys to do this fucking a hundred fucking more times and we need it to be uh twice as fast as you did before when you polished it and then they're just like well fuck we, we we physically can't do that without sacrificing something so obviously we're just gonna give it a good once over and say again it's good enough and that's kind of where that went and i think in music it's gonna be the same thing with them people sitting there and like you said with the studio and you go take after take and you're just polishing it and getting it down to be the absolute best fucking perfection of a recording of this song that you're gonna put out in an album that's gonna go out to the masses right so it's gotta be your A1 number one game right that was like the phase one Marvel shit that was like their number one A game and then afterwards once you you got popular everything went huge and it's all big and then you kind of go okay cool we need to do this more often and we need to do this uh much more in in much quicker fashion than we did and fuck all right well again that's what you're saying you you lose quality you're gonna lose that and i think that ai generation i i don't know necessarily it will lose the quality because i think that the people making it are likely not musical experts because obviously that's what the AI is doing, right? It's creating the music on its own. So they're not going to sit there and listen to, oh man, this fucking one thing, like the Tupac thing. Oh man, his voice just sounds a little bit off. Maybe if I tweak it or do this, and maybe some of them will do that. Those will be the ones that will likely be the exceptional quote unquote artists who create the AI music to sound exactly fucking perfect. 
that's how AI music's going to get its play. That's how it's going to get fucking sent out there. It's how it's going to blow up is because the people that are going to do that phase one Marvel attitude and they're going to take the time to sit there and fucking parse it down and go bit by fucking bit or micro bit or whatever the fuck it is and they're going to sit there and they're going to just polish it and make it the most absolute beautiful perfection song that could have ever been created and that shit's going to get recognized because... I mean, quite honestly, at this point with utilizing the technology, that type of achievement should be accomplished or should be recognized. I don't think it should be just told the fuck off and go away. I think you should recognize somebody for creating that and doing that on their own or whatever the case may be. But then then they're gonna maybe they'll get picked up by a record company and then maybe then they say, Cool, you did this and great, but now we need you to do it uh twenty five fucking more times (laughs) and we need you to do it uh in like a week. And then they go, Fuck. Well, can't well, guess what, AI? Plug in the parameters, print the shit out, listen to it it's once. It's good enough. <laughs> yep, it's fucking good enough. Yeah. If anything, that's probably the motto of this goddamn episode. It's fucking good enough, it's right? It's fucking that's, good enough, yeah. So yeah, I do think that that is a direct comparison and that it will definitely affect quality for sure. Uh, and maybe to counterpoint that or yeah. ma- make a counter argument for that is that hip-hop is something like that. It's hand-curated by... Hip-hop and rap, it's hand-curated by people themselves, right? Mm-hmm. For the producers or the beats makers. Right. They'll take parts of songs and then give it a new context, which is very much like what AI-generated uh, yeah. songs do, right? Is like you're taking something from music, which is like it's probably going to be the voice of yeah. an artist, right? But, you know, like fucking NWA making Express Yourself, they were taking... Um, Fuck, who, who was it? Who, who did they sample? Was it James Brown? Express Yourself. Uh, is Express Yourself James Brown? I think it is. I think it is, yeah. I'm not I forget. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna, but it, well, well, to, to piggyback on that while yeah. you're looking that up, I do think that the difference, the big difference is that the human person who's doing that they can do it off of like a feel, right? You can feel when, oh shit, this, you're sampling something, or you're doing something like that. You can just feel when that's good, right? You can just feel it in your bones that, oh shit, man, this. No, never mind. It's, uh, this was a. Go ahead. No, but you can feel it like this was a good one. That's how you, that's how a lot of those songs I think get put together is they try a bunch of shit and then go, ah, nah, man, it's not just right. And then all of a sudden they come across the golden fucking thing that becomes the song. And you're like, oh shit, that's fucking, that feels fucking good, man. I got a feeling this is going to be huge. AI can't do that. AI is extremely analytical and will sit there and just analyze it and get the best, what it thinks is the best possible uh, let's say sample for for a song, right? And it just it doesn't use any kind of experience. It just uses an straight analysis, right? Machine learning is what it uses. And I, like I said, I just think that that's that's where shit's gonna get missed. That's interesting, right? Like, cause then it's like, okay, if you're doing samples, let's say let's say AI is trying to make a rap song, right? Yeah, my thinking is that it would try to look at patterns that have that yield the most results right right so that means looking at specific chord progressions that like number one hit songs that have a specific chord progression right or maybe it's sampling a really popular song right now and then using that within the song itself so it's like the, the combination of chord progressions um maybe sampling a really popular song and then for like the opposite side for a human to to make a rap song or a hip-hop song 
they're doing it strictly off of like intuition and faith. A little yeah, bit. right. They're, yeah. And they're like, and it's probably going to take them a while and it, it might take, you know, 1,000, 1,000 or 7,000 records that they're like sifting through for a song and finding that one song that they can just take a little bit of it and maybe find another song that is taking another little bit. And it's not so much they think it's going to be popular. It's just like, nah, this just sounds good. Like yeah. th- these things sound good together. Right. And then it ends up becoming like really popular. But for for the other side, it's like very much like what you were saying. It's very... I, my thought it would be my thought is that it will be analytical, like looking at numbers and saying yes. like the poor, the chord progressions. Oh, this is what works. It's it's a major. It's it's C major It's D major it, in that order. It's uh, OK. What's popular right now? Um, let's, let's say like it's Beyonce's voice. All right, yeah. cool. Let's throw her fucking voice on the on the backing vocals. And then whoever is going to rap on it, um, you know, they, they have a good foundation. But for like the human side, it's. It's just feeling. It's just yeah, and and that's the thing that AI could never replace is the is the gut instinct or the that gut feeling that that we have. It it'll never replace that, and that's where I think a lot of magic. It's the it's the magic, man. Yeah, AI doesn't have the magic. The AI has straight computer fucking analysis. And yes, granted, there's probably a place for that. There is definitely got to be a place for that, but. That's what's when that eventually takes over. That is what will be missing from the music is the gut, the the human emotion, the gut instinct, the feeling behind it. You know, yeah. uh, Fuck, man. Well, I don't know if I have anything else to add other than I think in the future there will be people that will seek to find a traditional route to music. Yeah, and uh, I, I think recording the recording of music, like the process, and even the 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 product of recording like the record um, error might be something that people will look for like rawness and error, like human yeah. error, like the imperfections are things that people will want to look for. Cause, cause if AI is going to make music, that's just too clean or too polished. Like yeah. it's, it's just, I don't know if it's going to hit the same. I don't and think that, it will either. And maybe people will enjoy it for a time, but I, I think people will want to go back to just, people getting back in the fucking studio and just recording shit like the way things were before. But I, I don't know if I have anything else to add. You got, you got no, I don't think I have anything else to add about that specific topic. So, um, well, I think we kind of exhausted all points and I, I hopefully we try to give it like a fair and balanced. Uh, yeah. I mean, approach. I feel like we examined all fucking sides of that argument pretty fucking thoroughly. So yeah. All right. Know, I'm satisfied with that. So, what what are we at in terms of time? Uh, we're at like fifty five minutes. All right, cool. So, so this wanna, this will yeah. probably be like the last thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's this group. We're, we're transitioning over to talking about, um, I suppose, integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Artistic <laughs> integrity. Yeah. So there's this group that I really enjoy, and their name is Pixel Grip. They're like a I don't know how they uh, classify themselves. They, I, from what I remember in their Instagram profile, I think they're called Goth Club Pop or whatever. But it's like electronic music, and it's it's really cool. Like, yeah, I've been following this group since like 2020, and um, they've they've certainly grown their audience. And the woman uh, Rita Lukea, who is um, she is the vocalist of the group. And I think she yeah. does like the artistic side, like the visuals. And I, I think she writes the lyrics, but the guys, um, 
the the two the two persons that work with her are like the guys that actually make the music mm. but in any case they're they're a really talented group i really enjoy them and something i've been noticing when they have come out to california the first time coming out here i think was in 2021 it was for like a new year's party in palm springs uh-huh. and i was under the impression or my my thinking is that they chose to work with this promoter and to do it at this specific location because they themselves are part of the LGBT community, right? Uh-huh, yeah. So Palm Springs is known for harboring or being a uh, a spot for yeah, like a, where, like a where, safe haven or a haven or I don't, I don't know what you want to call yeah. it, but you know their residents are largely uh, in that community, in that, in yeah. that community right? So. The second time that they played in California is at this place called Catch One, which is another um, notable like queer space, right? So yeah. on two separate occasions, like they have voluntarily chosen to play at these specific places because it's safe for them. They believe it's safe for them to play there, or they feel welcomed. Right uh-huh. now, um, it, it has come out that they they will be touring the U.S. I don't know like how. If it's just like the West Coast or if it's starting in New York or yeah. up in, but there is a date here that ends up in Los Angeles and it is at this place called the Echo, which is, I would say like a precursor for more things to come. Like mm-hmm. if you could sell out that place, I think you're on your way to like better things. I think this group has proven that they are in the process of like elevating themselves. Yeah. So for me, that kind of like begs the question of, well, what happens when they eventually reach a point where there's people asking for them to perform at venues where certain people, and this isn't, and I just want to point out that yeah. like full, full disclosure, this isn't me taking a side or anything or like me pointing the finger and saying like this band shouldn't do this because they have their own values or like their identity is um being challenged or uh anything like that this is just to bring up a discussion about integrity like right yeah what what if what what what, should they what should what should they do maybe i don't know right so um my my this is like a hypothetical scenario so golden voice is very a very large promotion that is owned by AG and it's owned by, uh, the CEO AEG is Philip Anschutz. And, uh, this guy, he, uh, he's very adamant about like being against the LGBT plus community. Right. Yeah. So golden voice owns the Roxy, which is a place that I think pixel grip will eventually play. Mm -hmm. So I wonder personally if, when that offer comes along to Pixel Grip, if they will take it, and if they would even take playing Coachella, because Golden Voice also owns that, and by proxy, it would be AEG that also owns it. And, you know, from from what I mentioned previously about them playing specific places that are LGBT-friendly or, or where, that, where that community is welcomed, do they take the money and perform at this place, or do they say no... Uh, do do they say no to that because um you know being an artist like you you take the opportunity to take money where you can get it right right so what do you what do you have to say about that well i I mean so here's here's the thing of of okay like just the the roxy right it's literally in 
probably the gay capital of or LGBT capital of fucking California. It's in the middle of West Hollywood, right? So yeah, it's West Hollywood. West Hollywood's like the known. It's it's like it's it's either North. I, yeah, yeah, you might be right. I think it might. But yeah, I, I mean it's West I Hollywood. Yeah, it's I don't know if it's the official capital, but I'm telling you, man, because I drive through there every fucking day. Yeah, it is. It is literally. It's 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 LGBT plus everything, pro everything, everywhere at all times, right? Okay, all right, so, all right, all right. So that company owning a building within that space, I don't think that they specifically give a shit. Sure, maybe the guy who's the CEO is kind of a you know, anti that, but I I kind of feel people are willing to put. On both sides of the aisle here, I think people are willing to put aside some of their morals when it comes to making money, right? <laughs> the, so there, there's the perfect argument, argument right there, right? Like, and, and that's yeah. what that's what I'm saying. And I think that's an example of that of them saying, "Well, if you are staunchly anti-LGBT community, why would you fucking own?" the largest venue in this fucking area, right? Why would you, or the most popular venue? I guess well, I should that, say. I mean, it's not like, like you said, it's it's not them directly claiming that space it just happens to be that they congregated there right so so that's so that's so it knowing that that's the culture of the local i mean which what we would refer to as the local indigenous population right of that area sure i guess yeah is 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 likely it's heavily it's it's everywhere right so if you knowing that, then go and say, okay, cool, I want to own this fucking building or whatever this this venue here. Well, yeah, like, we're, we're yeah. likely you're gonna have that because who's gonna go? It's gonna be a lot of people from that area, right? It, if you just think common sense wise, the the people that are most likely to go are the people. It's not like people from. It's not like dudes from Texas are gonna be rolling out to the Roxy in West Hollywood on a mm. daily basis, right? It's gonna be the people who live in the local community. So. You have to expect that you're going to have to attract those people to come in. It's your daily fucking patrons. Right. And and what are you going to do? You're going to play you're going to play content that they like, right? You're not going to fucking go. You're not going to have a country music fucking superstar come play at the fucking Roxy because <laughs> I don't think a lot of people would fucking show up. Yeah, sure, depending on the name, but like, you know, it's probably not likely, right? You're not going to sell that out in that area. So I don't think that the company or that, that I don't think they give a shit necessarily. So by that same token, I would say that if you're the band, well, you're going to I do think it would be very likely that they would play there regardless of ownership of the building because of the area that it's in. Just by definition, you would be probably because people in that community support people that are in that community, yeah, right? Yeah, that's so fair. That's fair. That's a smart fucking that. That's a smart business move on their part is to make sure you go there. Because guess what? Even though this asshole may be owning the thing and he's against whatever it is that you stand for, well, you're gonna utilize his fucking building to get yourself an even bigger fucking popularity jump. Likely, that's true. And also the fact that like you're gonna get paid. Like you just you just yeah. be quiet. You're like. Yeah, whatever. I'll I'll take the money. Right. And then and then during the show, you pop off and say, right. fuck this guy. Yeah. yeah. What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Oh, well, they just may never ask you back again. Unlikely, if you sell the place out beforehand, you will guaranteed be coming back. Yeah, hell yeah, you will. And on top of that, like if if there was a spectacle of that oh, happening, oh, yeah. your popularity will go through the roof. Yeah. And especially if you say that shit 
and you do some specific stuff like that in that area, you're going to be fucking, you're going to be given a hero's fucking welcome. The key to the city. Yes, you will be given the key to the city. No fucking doubt. Yeah. So... I my personal opinion is 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 yeah fuck it they should go there if if like if we ever got invited let's say there was some fucking people talking so much shit about us doing this right and they owned I don't know like some kind of a venue and then they invited us hey man we want to have you guys do an event here I'd be like well well you guys hate us so much but fuck if you're gonna pay us money and we're going to get to go and utilize your space to potentially create more money for us, then, yeah, why wouldn't I? And then, like you said, just pop off in the middle and just be like, oh, and by the way, to what these, these guys. Guess what these assholes said before, man, fuck these guys, and just go off and just say a bunch of shit. And what are they going to do? You sell out the building, pff, they ain't fucking going to say shit. They're going to say, God damn it, because you know what? Once you become the money, they ain't going to fuck with you because they don't fuck with the money. So once you're the money, man, that's it. You're good. You're straight. You're you're basically unstoppable. And yeah, fuck it. I think they should go. Do it. Perform there. Take their fucking money. Take that hate money or whatever and mm. fucking put it to good use. Yeah. You know, get yourself fucking some more views on on the YouTube and whatnot. This wasn't the conundrum that I thought it would be. It actually was pretty <laughs> clear cut. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. That's maybe that's just how I think. Maybe uh, and again, maybe me cuz I'm an outsider, right? And I'm not in that community, so I don't know if if they are so if they have to maintain that that level of uh you know integrity yes with like their purchases with oh if they would never purchase something that was any kind of anti lgbt anything right if they, if you are in that community and you have to say nope i can't support anything that'll do that then okay cool i could understand that point of it too because then then it does become a conundrum because What's the number, right? If you are getting offered all this money because they want you to play there because they want to make this fucking money too because they know you're going to be popular there. And I'm sure there are other venues within the West Hollywood area that they could go play at. Not likely as famous as the Roxy. But they'll get treated pretty fucking but decent. They will definitely get treated decent. And maybe they won't make as much money but I'm sure because maybe the place isn't as big or maybe, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, they'll still probably sell out wherever they go in that area because, again, like I said, I think people who support that the, those causes, they and they are of the same cause, that essentially they will go out and support it for fucking no reason what's like even if they don't like the thing like the the bud light thing right i don't there's i see in that area all the time there's all these fucking ads for bud light right and everybody else basically they're losing billions of dollars or whatever on this campaign so but those people they there's not a lot of them but they go out and they support the cause that they believe okay cool bud light supported us so there's all these rainbow fucking things of everybody saying you should drink Bud Light and guess what that's the that's the thing that they sell around there it's all Bud Light everybody's drinking Bud Light and even maybe some of those people in that community that didn't even drink beer well now they're gonna pop a Bud Light every time they go out because it's like hey I'm, this is them pouring one out for their homies right yeah. and they're helping to support the cause that they believe in that, so that would that'd be a great that'd be a great commercial is like oh yeah Bud Light is the beer for like the LGBT community and you're like oh if some well 
I don't want to say specifically about death, but it's like, oh, they're for us or whatever. Like they're, yeah. you know, and, and and like if somebody did pass away, you're like, oh, yeah. you honor them with a fucking Bud Light, which would yeah. be a great fucking. It would be, man. Yeah. God damn, we should have ran that fucking campaign for Bud Light. They would be making billions of dollars <laughs> right now, man. Jeez, instead of losing so much yeah. money. Yeah. God damn, man, we fucking missed our calling or some shit. Yeah. You know? No, I, I think I think by by <laughs> doing this, we'll we'll eventually get to where we need to. That's true. You're probably right. Yeah. But anyways, uh, but yeah, I I could see both sides of it, and and then they would definitely have to ask themselves you know like the thing uh you know when people get to a certain point in like their soul social status or even uh like their fame or their money, right like in, in their money i guess <clears throat> i suppose yeah is that they they are now one like a institution or an entity that people turn to for certain things right like whether uh-huh. to give an opinion about music or it could be what they see for the future for you know, politics or whatever. And if you don't like stick by what you have been preaching for your 10, you know, 10, 20 year tenure or whatever. Um, and you decide to part away from that and everybody believes that you were this thing. Like that also kind of hurts you. Yeah, it does. Well, it's, it's the, I call it the evangelical, uh, the, the evangelical hypocrisy, right? So you've got the example of being all of these super right evangelical guys that, preached about basically just killing people that were were in the LGBT community and it turns out that they were themselves boning you know dudes and and all kinds of do, doing coke and boning guys right yeah. so it's like that level of hypocrisy shuttered their career they were done after that mm-hmm. and then it could be applied here where man if if you sell out essentially and show that oh man you weren't really what you were said you were that would fuck you all in the long run too mm-hmm. so i mean there there is that to consider because then when when do you start going down that path do you not necessarily saying that i don't know what their fan base is like in terms of you know the that community or whatever i don't know if that's primarily who listens to them or if they're just a general no they're just well actually you, you know, know what so I went to go see them at this place called the Wayfair in Costa Mesa, mm. Mm. and I would say maybe like sixty percent of their audience was people from the LGBT plus community. But there was just people that were just down with like just their shit for their, their shit because they like their, their music's good. I mean, yeah. I like their music, and right. I'm heterosexual, and like, yeah, I I'm just down with their music because I fuck with it, and they're smart, and like I, um, I just like what they do. Yeah, and and so and that's a, that's the thing too is is. Yeah, if you've got the majority of your audience that's that's this, and then you turn against it, well, then yeah, you're gonna alienate your audience, and then you're gonna have problems, right? But if you are more mainstream, and you know that segment is just a small portion, and then you could say, hey, maybe I'll take some money from some people who are maybe maybe not, maybe I'll be a little hypocritical, and I'll take some fucking money, and you know it's not gonna hurt me too bad. I mean, it's mm. like a calculation game you got to play, I guess, in terms yeah. of that, and then realistically though if that's if that's your aim is to make money then yeah you got to play that calculation game but if you're looking at yourself saying okay well what what should i what should i do what's the right thing to do here (laughs) then that's where the conundrum like you said comes in uh and i don't know if this is specifically pertinent to music but Mm -hmm. in the example of say like we get a podcast that could potentially be sponsored and let's say it's like let's say it's the uh the electric razor that is specifically for your balls oh yeah yeah i know what you're like, talking about i mean i don't know how like stoked you would be. i mean not to put down like those brands or anything right but, like, yeah but say that they, they were like giving you a hundred million dollars or like ten million dollars for you to advertise their 
their product like hey i use fucking uh yeah, yeah. i forgot what the it's brand manscape manscape yeah. manscape right uh for 10 million dollars you have to say a specific phrase and all that shit like would would you do it like even if you were not completely sold because i don't know if i could like i would only endorse things that i actually use like right and that's yeah i i can agree with that now I like like for that specific example. I mean, yeah. Listen, I mean, I shave them balls, so like, I I I would use that, and I would if they would give me a hundred dollars, I'd be like, hell yeah, send me some. Let me try them and see if they're any good. And if they're good, yeah, man, you gonna give me fucking hundred bucks to put it on an episode? I don't give a fuck. I'll I'll talk about this if I like it. Now, that's the thing where if you want to tell me, oh hey man, like okay, it's a lot of those things with the those like mobile games, you know, the ones that. Uh, on the video, it looks completely different than what the actual fucking game is, and those fucking piss me off so bad. But there's plenty of famous people on multiple platforms that shill those things, and the script is all the same, right? It's literally the exact same, and they're saying the same shit, and I'm sure they're getting paid quite a bit of money, and they've never played the fucking game, because why the fuck would they? Or you can just tell when people are being disingenuous when they when they uh, yeah. when they talk about a product, like right. you just know, and then like that kind of just agitates me. I'm like, ah, I can tell you you're and doing it for them, but yeah. I also respect them getting their bag, and that's what I fucking hate. Right? Is that yeah. I, I, you see it from both right. sides? Right. I do see it from both sides because it's like, fuck, man, you want you want to get that money, but then at the same time. I and this is I do I would feel like a fucking sellout and that's kind of the whole thing is is I wouldn't shill a product for somebody if I really legitimately didn't use it or didn't didn't believe in it if I didn't like it I for sure if I didn't like the product I'm definitely not fucking putting I'm not shilling for it because fuck that I, I just can't do that that's fucked up now if it's something that may I could maybe consider and think about something that I don't really use or am neutral and have no opinion on and I could be like well for the right amount of money I mean uh, even though I don't actually use it if I if I didn't hate it if I tried it and wasn't like oh this isn't terrible and then I'd say that I'd be like well you got to let me say my honest opinion and say hey this thing it, it's pretty okay you know it's it's not the best thing ever but hey man it'll get the job done or whatever the case is with the ball shaver if those things were just all right I'd be like you know what guys this thing's just kind of all right and if you don't if you don't want me to say that in the ad then then don't pay me the money because I I can't you know I can't lie to people like that's fucked up and that's where you get into that that whole that shill game where it's you're fucking lying and you're just fucking basically collecting checks and yeah you, collecting you, checks and yeah. you're, you're selling out you're selling out to the man you know yeah so the only reason i asked that was because you know that could be a scenario that arises for us maybe. Yeah, maybe and also and also i think it's something that arises for artists when let's say they have a preferred brand for guitars they play right and then let's say fender actually comes up to him and said hey we got a new guitar that we we want you to use for your tour and we'll pay you x amount of dollars and like they're eh, i don't love it but shit three thousand dollars yeah it's a thirty five hundred dollar guitar yeah and it's fucking money it's cash yeah so i don't uh, know that's the yeah that's the thing oh okay it's like it's like athlete like sports athletes too it's like okay they're out there wearing their fucking the shoes that are named after them obviously because their name's on it but are they really that good it's like the um god damn it was on the and one uh thing on netflix and it was the first fucking guy that they had literally broke his fucking ankle. Both of his ankles or some shit. Sprayed oh, both shit. of his ankles like the first fucking game he had these goddamn shoes. Or the, them endorsing Subway. I do not believe for a fucking second that oh. Patrick Mahomes nor no Tom way. Brady eating he, fucking at, at Subway, Subway ever. No, no never. Ever. Yeah, I don't There's think, no way for any... No. 
yeah, elite no athlete that they would use that for their fuel yeah, for, for their body. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way. So those types of things, yeah, very disingenuous, and it's just, god damn it, you just, I know you're getting that money, but fuck, I, god damn it, you know, it just, it just, it just makes me mad. Yeah. Uh, but. So anyway, anyways, that's more or less what I had for the topics for this particular episode. Um, I'm not sure what we got lined up for next time but i'm sure something will come up that we're, uh, it, yeah. it always does something yeah. it, inevitably either something comes up or we just have some weird random thought and and then it turns into fucking something and we go oh cool let's talk about that on the thing yeah. on the show and and that's that's kind of you know what, what this is where this is going and and it's it's not gonna be super structured like uh you know there's going to be a formula of, okay, we're going to talk for two minutes about this and then 35 minutes about this and this, blah, blah, blah. No, yeah. We're going we're to have a fucking conversation amongst ourselves and, you know, see what happens. So, yeah. anyways, I, th- I think that's pretty much... Oh, yeah. Uh, I, ha- I do have one thing to mention. Yeah. So, uh, I got some good news. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, by virtue of uh, the person that runs Hedy FM, which is somebody that I, I guess, technically work for, yeah. um, I asked them if I was able, if I'd be able to uh, play these specific episodes on the weeks that I'm not doing a live program. Yeah, and he gave it the go ahead. So that's uh, Johan, who is a very cool dude, uh, somebody that is trying to pave a way for radio in, in his in his own way and you know i've been blessed in the way of being able to do like whatever i want which is cool because like you know maybe that's not really the case for a traditional radio and commercial or public yeah. uh and you know now that we've been doing these episodes like I, I will be able to throw them um on the second and fourth week of every month yeah. so uh i just want to give a Shout out to Johan for letting us do that and uh, check out Hedy Radio on Instagram. That's Hedy Radio at Hedy Radio. So it's H-E-A-D-Y, H-E-A-D-Y, and then radio. No underscores, no anything like that. And um, yeah, I hope you guys will tune in either on the website or if you want to listen to the program and just have something on. Uh, while you're working or just, you know, cooking dinner or something that you'll be able to listen on Hedy Radio in the future, uh, all the, all these programs. So again, yeah. shout out, shout out to Johan Moreno for making that happen and uh, being really cool about it. So we'll figure out how to, how to uh, reciprocate, yeah, yeah. reciprocate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's a really cool thing and a really cool opportunity that, you know, you have been able to plug and afford us to. And I mean, I'm really excited about that. That's pretty fucking cool. Cause I you know I respect and I like what he's doing over there mm. and and it, to be able to potentially be a part of that and and pave the way like you said for for some sort of new radio type thing or whatever mm. and 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 kind of have your own your own path. Yeah, I mean maybe it's know. not necessarily like reinventing the wheel right. but we're no, doing yeah. we're doing radio the way the way we want it. Like, right, yeah. yeah. And and that's and that's yeah, and that's not to say that we need you don't need to reinvent the wheel and you know, I just want to say too to everybody that if you are listening to this on, you know, Hedy FM 
or heady radio or whatever it's it's officially called mm. um you know hey let let them know send them a shout out and say hey i love i love that game rage music it's it's very it's a very good show and and maybe that could potentially lead to us getting to do more of these and and you know being on there more and that'll help us that'll help them because then hopefully some of our audience is going to come in and listen and you know it'll it'll be it's going to be a very interesting thing to see how it yeah i want it i want it to work out for you know everybody yeah Yeah. I, i want it to work out for everybody and uh you know We'll, we'll certainly do our part in whatever manner that manifests. So yeah, uh, yeah. I just had to really quickly shout that out. Yeah, for sure, and definitely that was. I'm glad you brought that up. Very good to know. And then uh, I guess that's pretty much it. So again, I, as I did at the beginning of the episode, I will say at the end of the episode: if you liked our shit and you enjoyed us, you can go ahead and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. If you want to follow us on the Twitter slash X, it's at Game Rage Mag. And then if you just want to just check our old good old-fashioned website, it's www.gameragemagazine.com. And there you can hear this podcast. You can hear the multitude of other podcasts that we have regarding many different subjects. Yeah. And uh, if you like any of them, fucking hey, let us know. If there's some shit that you want to hear about, uh, send us. We have a little form on the website that you can hit up and you can say, you, you can say hey, I want to hear you guys talk about this or whatever. Yeah, just let us know and we can uh, talk about any topics that anybody listening wants to hear about uh, I, so, want, I want to quickly shout out myself uh, yeah, go ahead. If, if, oh, yeah. if you guys want to follow me on uh, Instagram it, it's all gas no trash official all one word and it's exactly how it sounds is how you spell it all gas no trash official and uh, yeah I do program from uh, Thursdays at 6pm uh, the length of it varies but it's usually the first and third uh, weeks of the month and then for the Game Rage podcast, it'll be the alternating weeks that I don't have a live program. So it'll probably be the second and fourth uh, weeks of the month. So just be, yeah, yeah. be on the lookout for that. Yeah, be on the lookout. We'll put it up on the Instagram and everything. We'll, we'll blast it up on there so everybody can see and when it's going to happen and stuff. And then they can go and tune in. And, and the links will all be there. So anyways, uh, if you're still here, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to that. Uh, there's no ads in this. So, uh, you know, that's the ads at the beginning of the end. Yeah. So uh, thank you kindly. And we will uh, see you next time from the Game Rage Music Podcast. That was the Game Rage Music Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.